Have you subscribed to the Comfort and Joy podcast from the Church of England? Comfort and Joy features weekly reflections throughout Advent and beginning on Christmas Day, each episode explores a familiar carol, encouraging us to look with fresh eyes at how the timeless truth of Christmas might shape our lives in these extraordinary times. Listen to the Comfort and Joy podcast this Advent and Christmas, wherever you get your podcasts.
the grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you and also with you. Hello, my name is Gully Francis Dehrani and I'm the Bishop of Loughborough. I've also relatively recently joined the Board of Trustees of the Church Army and it's really in that capacity that I'm joining you here today. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome you to this service and to wish you a very happy Christmas. As we kneel with the shepherds before the newborn Christ child, we open our hearts in penitence and faith. Christ came in humility to share our lives. Forgive our pride. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ came with good news for all people. Forgive our silence. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. 
Christ came in love to a world of suffering. Forgive our self-centeredness. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm Andy Wilson and I'm the lead evangelist here at Gloucester and Forest Centre of Mission. We uh, have had to rethink how we do things this year, probably no different to anybody else. We'd started off the year by building relationship, listening to people, listening to their stories, sharing our stories, and started to build a little bit of community. But then lockdown happened and we weren't able to do that. And we had to rethink how we would do stuff online. Again, no different to anybody else. But what we were really clear about was that actually what we did online would not be just information sharing. We didn't just want to churn out text for people to read. We wanted it to be interactive, a place where people could ask questions, share comments, share thoughts, build community together as we learnt together. So what we started to do was to use the Facebook Live opportunity where we would share a thought and encourage people to ask questions. And they did. They asked their questions, they shared their thoughts, they shared thoughts with one another. And suddenly we started to build all sorts of community as we started to build life together. Now we have a community of 20 to 30 people regularly gathering and meeting together, sharing thought, sharing idea, learning what it means to build life and faith together. As well as the online stuff, we've been sharing food to the community. Uh, at an organisation called Fair Share, we bag stuff and box food up on a Monday morning and distribute it out to people. We have a freezer as we partner with another organisation where we give out meals to those who are in need of meals in the community. It's a pay-as-you-can situation and people are not checked up on how much they pay, but they have meals and they pay what they can. We're trying to live out what it means to do word and deed together. Comments, relationship, community, serving together, building together, discipling together, following Jesus together. Letter to the Galatians. When the fullness of time had come, God's hand is his son born of a woman born under the law in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children and because we are children god has sent the spirit of his son into our our hearts crying abba father so you are no longer a slave but a child and if a child then also an heir through God. This is the word of the Lord. I'm Hannah and I'm Pioneer Evangelist in the Clandaff Centre of Mission in South Wales. Often my time is spent chatting to people over cups of coffee, creating space for people to be together, to do life together, to explore the Bible, to learn more about Jesus and his love for us and to worship God together. 
a lot of that happens face to face and face to face work has been more difficult this year. Um, whilst we've managed to do a couple of outdoor things, uh, the Welsh weather doesn't necessarily make that easy to do. And so I've spent a lot of time this year on the phone to people, mainly to our uh, young at heart ladies who we would normally see each week. And I've simply been phoning them and chatting to them. Many of them don't have technology and those that do find it um, complicated and aren't confident in using it. And so simply phoning them each week has been a real joy. We've talked together, we've shared funny stories and laughter together, and they've shared with me their worries and concerns about family and friends who are key workers, as well as sharing about how they were feeling once shielding had ended. Uh, we've talked about Bible stories that we've read, we've prayed together and we've shared um, our hopes and our dreams for the future. And it's been a real joy and a privilege to be able to keep in contact with them that way, to be able to provide um, support for one another and to be able to uh, just share in this time together. But one of the other things that people are missing is singing together. Wales has a long tradition of choirs and singing and it's important to people and it's something that's been really hard to do this year. And so I've been running something called Pilgrim Hymns on our social media. Each week I've asked someone to choose their five favourite hymns and share a little bit with us about why those hymns have been important to them on their journey of faith. It's been great to see how people have engaged with that People have enjoyed discovering new hymns that they've not heard before. They've enjoyed rediscovering hymns they haven't sung for a long time. And people have enjoyed reading about each other's stories of faith. Someone recently said to me, Hannah, we're learning to sing God's song in a strange place. And whilst it has been strange this year, we have been able to sing um, and praise God. We have been able to share uh, the message of the angels with each other but we do look forward to the day when we are able to join together and sing God's praises and join with the angels and proclaim that Christ is our saviour. We might not sound as beautiful as the angels but we will enjoy being together and singing God's praises.
A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 15 through to 21. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. After eight days it passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May I speak in the name of God, who creates, redeems and sustains. Amen. I've lived in this country for 40 years now, I arrived uh, at the age of 14 from Iran, where I was born and grew up as part of the tiny Anglican community there. Iran being an Islamic country, Christmas was always a special and really quite intense time for us Christians. There was no evidence of Christmas in the shops or wider society, and as children we had to have special permission to be off school just for that one day. So we packed a lot into it from 6am when we woke for presents through to late at night. There were church services, social events and all kinds of festivities. This year I've been reminded very specially of my last Christmas in Iran in 1979. The Islamic revolution was sweeping through the country and the small church community was being battered and bruised, struggling beneath a wave of persecution. We felt vulnerable, exposed and uncertain about the future. So celebrations were low-key and there was a sense of impending danger. We know how we're supposed to feel at Christmas, or at least we think we do. Everything around us in Western culture, the adverts, the music, the decorations and the lights feed into the idea that Christmas is about feeling warm and cosy, secure in the company of our nearest and dearest, without a care in the world. The truth is, of course, that it often isn't like this. And though in the past we may have chosen to ignore the truth, this year it's staring us in the face. As the Covid pandemic continues, we can't ignore the pain and the loss and the suffering that it's caused. Families and friends have been separated. Church services have been more muted. Some have lost loved ones. Others are struggling with ongoing ill health. Many are facing financial worries, and the impact of the pandemic has laid bare the reality of underlying inequalities in our society. Inequalities that shame us, crying out for justice and demanding our attention. Many, many people this Christmas haven't felt warm and cosy. 
tears, sadness and grief have been accompanying emotions. And it's important that we recognise that. But I'm here now to remind us that whatever our feelings and emotions and whatever our circumstances, the message of Christmas still holds true. Just as it did for the church community in Iran all those years ago, so it is still for every one of us today. The essence of Christmas has nothing to do with how we feel, who we're with, or what's going on in our lives. For the Christ child whose birth we celebrate came not into the warmth, comfort and security of a wealthy household or an imperial palace. He was born instead into a dirty, smelly stable, surrounded by animals and his parents far from home, probably frightened and anxious about the future. Jesus Christ enters into the messiness of our lives, not with a promise to make everything all right and solve all our problems, but with a promise to be alongside us in the ups and downs of life, offering hope for the future and deep peace in the present. In today's Gospel reading, we encounter the shepherds just after they've received news of Christ's birth from the angels and as they make their way to Bethlehem to find the newborn king. And I'd like to share with you just two observations about the part the shepherds play in the Christmas story. The first is that the shepherds were the very first people to hear the news of Christ's birth. And that tells us something really quite significant about God's relationship with humanity. The news might have been proclaimed to kings and queens, to governors and to the rulers of the nations. But instead, the angels visited a group of lowly shepherds who in first century Palestine were considered amongst the lowest of the low. They represent those who were at the bottom of the social ladder. Think today maybe of migrant workers, of those who are homeless, of those who have no rights and very little status in society. It is to these that the good news is first proclaimed, and that serves as a reminder that in the kingdom of God, the poorest and the most vulnerable are prioritised, treated with respect and honour, entrusted with the news of Christ's birth. And that's why I'm so proud to be associated with the work of the Church Army, an organisation with a long and noble tradition, not only of unashamedly sharing the Christian message, but also of commitment to work with and alongside some of those who are most marginalised in our society today. The example of the Church Army challenges us, for it reflects something of God's economy, in which the values of the world are turned upside down. And my second observation about the shepherds is that having heard the news of Christ's birth, they had to make a choice. They might simply have returned to their work and got on with the rest of their lives, albeit with a good story to tell their children and grandchildren about their encounter with the angels. But they chose instead to leave their sheep and travel to Bethlehem to find the Christ child, 
and so began their adventure of faith. The gift of faith is an offer to all, but none will be coerced. We have to choose to journey towards Christ, to meet him and experience the peace that he offers, and allow him to change our hearts, our minds and our lives. Faith is a free gift, but it's also an act of will. If we choose to say yes, it draws us into the heart of a worshipping community and it begins a journey of discovery into a relationship with Christ that will take us a whole lifetime to unfold and to fully understand. It can be costly, but the rewards are rich and the promise is constant. with the much-loved carol Silent Night, which retells the events of Jesus' birth in poetry and music. It's often struck me, though, that the stable was probably far from silent that night. There was the noise of the animals, of Joseph calling out for help, perhaps, as Mary cried out with labour pains. But maybe the carol speaks of a different kind of silence, of God who appeared in flesh in a quiet, unassuming manner, in the form of a tiny baby, without any noise in the political or imperial scene. To all intents and purposes, this was just another unexceptional birth of a child born to poor parents far from home. And yet this inconspicuous event that went unnoticed by most became a pivotal moment in the history of the world. Everything changed when God came to dwell among us and to share in the reality of our lived experiences and invite us to a different way of being. The truth at the heart of the Christmas story still goes unnoticed by many today silently passed over amidst the clamour and noise of Christmas celebrations. But God is ever-present, silently and patiently waiting, longing for us to respond once more to the gentle call of the Christ child. Amen.
let us declare our faith in God. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray to Jesus, our Saviour, Christ born in a stable. Give courage to all who are homeless and to all who work with them, particularly in our projects at Tibrona and Marylebone. Jesus, Saviour, hear our prayer. Christ, for whom the angels sang, give the song of the kingdom to all who weep. Strengthen all those who seek to bring comfort and joy to the lonely and afraid. Jesus, Saviour, hear our prayer. Christ, worshipped by the shepherds, give peace on earth to all who are oppressed. In communities bound by conflict and violence, let the voice of the peacemakers be heard. Jesus, Saviour, hear our prayer. Christ, before whom the wise men knelt, give humility and wisdom to all who govern in our churches, in our nation, and in our world. Jesus, Saviour, hear our prayer. Christ, whose radiance filled a lowly manger, give the glory of your resurrection to all who rest in you. Jesus, Saviour, hear our prayer. Jesus, Saviour, child of Mary, you know us and love us, you share our lives and you hear our prayer. Glory to you forever. Amen. God in Trinity, eternal unity of perfect love, gather the nations to be one family and draw us into your holy life through the birth of Emmanuel, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And now, as our Saviour has taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary, revealed in his glory, worshipped by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed in throughout the world, exalted to the highest heavens. Blessed be God our strength and our salvation, now and forever. Amen. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, rest upon you and all those whom you love, this Christmas time and always. Amen.
that we 